<laughs> Welcome to Facing Fear with Sarah. My name is Sarah McInerney Hawk. I am your host. I went from 30 flirty and thriving to 30 flirty and surviving. I was diagnosed with breast cancer at age 30, and prior to that, I had faced a lot of fears in life, which led me to creating this podcast in 2019. Fast forward, here we are many years later, and I've interviewed over 100 different guests with many stories of how they face fear while remaining unapologetically authentic. That is what we are here to do, encourage you to live your life unapologetically and authentically. The Facing Fear world recently got a little bit bigger because a new part of it is in the world, and that's my book, my very first book. It's called Does Carcinoma Mean Cancer? It covers the four days between being tested for cancer and finding out that I had it, and the funny things that happened in between. Well, you know, funny, happy, sad, etc. It can be found anywhere on Amazon, and it's a graphic memoir, which means it is 70% art, 30% text, and it's 74 pages long. So it's something you could read in one sitting, revisit multiple times because the art has a lot of dual meanings and I'm so proud of it. Go check it out on Amazon or facingfearwithsarah.com backslash book. All right, let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to season two of the Facing Fear podcast. If this is the first time you're joining us, thank you so much. Excited that you are here. If you have not listened to season one yet, I highly suggest you go back and do so. You just scroll to the bottom of this podcast. The Facing Fear podcast features me as the host. Hi, I'm Sarah McInerney. And through individual episodes where it's just me, like this one, and ones where I interview guests, we are here to bring you vulnerable stories to encourage you to approach fear in pursuit of living an unapologetically authentic life. As the host of the podcast, I hope to lead you all in the direction of facing fear. And so we're going to start off season two by talking about the biggest fear that I faced in 2019. Hello there, you're listening to Facing Fear with me, Sarah McInerney. On this podcast, I talk to individuals who have stared down their fears and are living unapologetically authentic lives and defining success on their own terms. We are here to share vulnerable stories, get real, and motivate you to think about your own fears and how to conquer them. So let's get started. So as the host, I'm not going to always have all the answers or all the stories, but I do always want to share with the intention of hopefully helping somebody else. Hence the title of this episode called This Is For Me and This Is For You. In this episode, I'm going to talk about my experience in formally reporting sexual harassment I'm not going to get specific about the incidences, but if this is something that has happened to you, just wanted to give you a heads up there. This episode is not all doom and gloom, though. Believe me, I would not be talking about this unless I had, you know, been through it, digested it, and come full circle with it. And it's actually one of the driving reasons why I wanted to create the podcast in the first place, because I wanted another platform to reach people, and just let them know that you are not alone and I am someone you can talk to. You just have to reach out to me using the information in the show notes. 
So in this episode, I'm going to go through my experience and highlight a few of the steps that I took. There is no perfect route, but I think there are some things that I learned that were helpful that I want to share. Of course, tell you maybe what you can do to help and talk to you about a really cool full circle moment. Okay, so let's start at the beginning. In November 2018, I was sitting at the Indiana Conference for Women and Gretchen Carlson was one of the main speakers. At the time, I honestly knew little to none about Gretchen Carlson, so just to let you know, she is an American journalist, author, and former television commentator. She is so well-known for many things, including being Miss America, a graduate of Stanford University, Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People of 2017, and more. Something else she is well-known for is in 2016, she filed a lawsuit against Fox News chairman and CEO Roger Ailes claiming sexual harassment. Subsequently, dozens of other women also stepped forward to accuse Ailes of harassment, and he was forced to resign under pressure. Carlson and 21st Century Fox settled the lawsuit for $20 million. So I'm listening to her speak. She was so passionate in encouraging people to know their policies and know the difference between right and wrong and to stand up for themselves and to use their voice for the betterment of themselves and others. And so I'm sitting there and I have one of those moments where your mind kind of freezes and it's just one of those things where I could tell you who was to my left, to my right, what I was wearing, what they were wearing, exactly where I was in the room, the view I had of the stage, what she was wearing, just all of these details that I can remember. And it's because it was a major gut flip for me. In that moment, I had this uprising of a massive kind of conscious that you have not done the right thing yet. So let me explain. In 2016 and 2018, I had two incidences of sexual harassment happen to me. In the moment, I knew both were wrong, but also in the moment, I froze and just swallowed them. And so all of this comes back up through my gut, through my lungs, and just I had to word vomit it out. And so luckily, I had a trusted coworker at the event who a few days later, I was talking to her about how I was feeling as we sat there watching it and came up with all of it. And after that, I definitely knew that what had happened was wrong. And then I just threw around whether or not I wanted to report it. So I threw that around in December. And then in early January, I went to an event at Made for Greatness CrossFit, where we were challenged with coming up with a mantra or something we wanted to live by for the rest of 2019. And mine was, this is for me, and this is for you. And everything that I do in my career or my side hustles or my relationships, I want to do them for me. I want to be passionate and excited and joyous about them. So then I can get to the other half, which is this is for you. In everything that I do, I always want to hope that it benefits somebody else, however that may be. And so I thought about that, decided that if I reported, there is a possibility that it could be helping somebody else out. It could validate somebody else's story. It could stop that person before they do something like this again, or maybe give them an awakening of, hey, that behavior is just not acceptable. So here is what I did. After deciding to formally report, I wrote everything down before I talked to anyone in HR because 
it is very important as someone who is coming forth with this that you know the truth to the best of your extent through and through. And so I sat there and I wrote out every single detail. And just like sitting there watching Gretchen, I could draw you the most perfectly painted picture of both scenarios because it was just those life moments that stick with you. I have the worst memory. I can barely tell you what I ate for breakfast the other day, but I could tell you my exact peripherals and both of the scenarios. So my first piece of advice, if you think something has happened to you, is to write it down. Sit with yourself and recall the details Before you tell anyone else, before you march down to HR, you need to really sit with yourself and think about it. Yes, in my scenario, I told somebody before I really sat down and thought about it, but I just kind of had to then. And you might too, but make sure that it's somebody that you absolutely trust and love and they trust and love you back. So number one, write it down. Number two, tell someone you love and that you know loves you. And my third tip was the next thing that I did. Well, one of the first things that I did after seeing Gretchen speak was read her book. But then I started reading my workplace policies and guidelines and resources available to me. So learn about it. Learn about what's available to you. Learn about what harassment is, what it looks like. Don't let anyone else tell you what is or isn't. Know it for yourself. One thing that I will share is that both of my instances were, quote, mild. There is no scale for this stuff and there definitely should not be. But I wanted to share that in that harassment does not have to be the big news headline breaking stories that we see a lot of the times. Harassment is harassment is harassment. You are an adult and you know what is right or wrong. So now I'm going to pause in my advice and kind of walk you back to my headspace in both of them. I share this not looking for sympathy because I know I'm not alone in this. If you already don't know someone affected by sexual harassment, now you do. It happens every day to people of all ages, all races, all sexes, all industries, and all political parties. So when I decided to report in January... I knew that there was something else that I could do to help others. My head and my heart felt called to do more because what if I was given this mountain to show others it can be moved? I know sharing this experience matters and I can encourage others to stand up for themselves, open the eyes and hearts of those unable to relate and let you know that you are not alone because this is for me and this is for you. I'm a very confident, empowered, outgoing, and outspoken female. So now that you've got that strong picture of me in your head, keep it. That girl never left, but for two moments in my life, I just did not know what to do. In both moments, 60 seconds felt like an hour after my body caught up to my mind and it clicked what had happened was wrong. The outgoing, confident female you know as the host of this show was stunned silent. The detail I will provide, as I said, is that both incidences were mild. I want to share that to just illustrate, like I said, it does not have to be extreme to be worthy of reporting. In both cases, my hearing went out for a few moments. You know, in the movies, when the main character is stuck in their head and the loud music fades away and then eventually comes back, 
That's kind of how I felt, like absolute silence. And when my head did come back, I didn't say anything. Nothing. I repeat, the girl who can always banter with the boys, throw around curse words, and considers herself pretty damn witty had nothing to say in either moment. And on this silent island, my mind went to a hundred questions. Did that just happen? Wait, why? Was that a joke? Am I supposed to react? How, wait, how am I supposed to react? Did anyone else see that? What the F? As I said, I am a crappy artist, but I can paint you a perfect picture of my entire vision, including peripherals in both of those moments. When time slows down and leaves you confused and trapped in your head, absolutely frozen, you remember what that looks like. Here is a large fear of reporting. What if no one remembers? What if the person I'm accusing doesn't remember? What if there were any witnesses involved and they don't remember? Because like I said, after all, you work for you. Nobody really owes you anything. So nobody has to remember anything. In both of my incidences, and there was a witness associated with the second one, no one said they remembered. What if they don't remember? Will anyone vouch for my report? Will I be called a liar? Will they think I'm making it up? Am I crazy? I am crazy. I'm overreacting? No, I'm not. At first, I felt disappointed. No one could validate my stories with their memories. These are moments I will definitely not forget. How could they not recall? In my scenarios, I definitely needed to exercise some patience and grace because I was reporting in 2019 from things that happened in 2016 and 2018. So having that patience and grace really helped me overcome that disappointment hill pretty quickly. In both those moments, I knew what had happened was wrong immediately, but I got over it. After I escaped the trap of my racing mind, I thought, this is fine, I am fine, get over it, this is a cool and casual event, chill out, nobody saw it, it's fine. And I did. I went to sleep for years after these incidences. But every once in a while, including seeing these individuals in person, my peripheral vision would come back and my gut would flip. Stepping up to the plate and formally reporting is one of the proudest moments I think I've ever had. I felt awkward at times. I felt sad. I felt weird. It still kind of makes me emotional too today because nobody wants to say that stuff. It's just this weird guilt that you carry with you and it's not really relatable and it's just awkward to talk about even to people you love. And so I want to share something else and make it very clear that the HR representative I worked with was extremely supportive. I actually think they were so supportive. They are they've got to be an outlier because there's lots of stories where this is not the case. So I know that I was very fortunate. My experience in reporting was better than expected. I was listened to. I was informed of every step taken on my behalf and supported by those I did choose to confide in. At one point I was asked, what resolutions do you want? And mine were really simple. I just wanted them to know and to them not to do it to anyone else. My scenario was interesting because one of the individuals I didn't really know at all, the other one I did. And so I was absolutely terrified because I have a lot of respect for this person and I didn't want to cause any trouble or any wrath, but I realized that I couldn't approach this one-on-one. I needed help and HR was a fantastic help for me. 
I do want to commend that individual because without being asked or prompt or anything, they offered to apologize without remembering because as I said, neither of my incidences, the accusers did not remember and he apologized anyways. I absolutely commend him for not letting this one scenario define him and reaching to his core to do what this person is known to do, which is be a respectable human being. So as I mentioned at the beginning, luckily for me, both of these cases are closed on terms that are satisfactory to me and I have absolute closure. I wrote a blog about the experience in August and it was really relieving to keep it, you know, general because it isn't about what happened to me. It's about what I learned in my experience and what others can learn too. And I got some responses of people saying, hey, this has happened to me before. And some people who I'm really close to that I would have never had any idea coming forward and telling me their stories. And it was an honor to be someone who they decided to share with. But it also just makes you feel a little bit better if you know that somebody else out there can say, hey, me too. You are not alone. So before I get into the full circle moment that happened recently with the bombshell movie that just came out, I want to recap here. If you think something has happened to you, here's what I think that would be helpful for you to do. One, write it down. Two, tell someone you love and trust. Three, read about it. Read the policies, read about sexual harassment, and know it for yourself. And four, think about it for a while, but my advice to you is to come forward and to report it. Like I said, we're adults and we know the difference between right or wrong, and sometimes people need it brought to their attention so it does not happen again. So in the end of all of this, I feel lighter. And it's one of those decisions, like I said, that I'm super proud that I followed through with and did. And then I'm very proud of the blog too, because I think that it reached a different audience, just like I hope this podcast reaches a different audience. And someone wise once told me, you are doing the world a disservice by not using your voice. Thanks, K.O. Okay, so now for the really cool full circle moment that happened to me last month revolving around this topic. So I had written to Gretchen after I had published the blog and thanked her for inspiring me to come forward and she did end up writing back. It was very short and sweet because she's a busy lady, I know. A year later of seeing Gretchen in November 2018, in November 2019, trailers start coming out for this movie called Bombshell and it's all about when Gretchen sued Roger Ailes for sexual harassment and not a soul could predict what would happen next. Her decision leads to Fox News correspondent Megyn Kelly coming forward with her own story and then multiple other women inciting a movement that reverberates around the world. That's little paragraph from IMDb. So this comes out a year after I see her in person. I'm like, oh my gosh, what are the chances? How incredible. Can't wait to see it. So then I'm on Instagram one day and I see a contest that Yelp Indie is doing and they are giving away tickets to this movie. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. I have to enter this. So I do. And you know, me, like everybody else, never wins anything. And I ended up winning two tickets to see Bombshell for a pre-screening. And it was just like the coolest thing ever. Like I said, I never win anything and I won two tickets. 
And then just to cap off this entire thing, I got to take that coworker with me who has helped me through every step of the way with this. And to kind of pay it back in just the smallest way for what she has done for me was amazing. So we got to have a nice little date night where we got some wine and some food beforehand and then went to the movie and felt really cool because the posters weren't even up yet. And watched this incredible movie and I think we both cried. There were maybe some points where we laughed because Kate McKinnon's in it. So, you know, there's got to be a good line or two. And it was just wonderful to sit there a year after seeing Gretchen in person, making this big change in my life, coming forth with all of this and to watch her go through it. Gretchen banked her entire lawsuit on others coming forward. In fact, that was one of the first questions she was asked by her lawyers was, do you think others will come forward? She had no idea. She had an indication that she wasn't the only one, but like I said, sexual harassment is not something you talk about at the water cooler. She jumped off a cliff into darkness with absolutely no confidence anybody else was going to come forward. The movie takes you through the incidences that happen afterwards, and eventually it comes up in Megan's circle as well, and she was harassed by him 10 years ago. So like I talked about with my incidences being two and three years ago, Hers were 10 years ago, but that stuff sticks with you. Megan's assistant at one point asked her when she's trying to decide whether to go public or not, you only ask when you already know what to do. And I had the same feeling. Oftentimes when I'm throwing around an idea or whether I should or shouldn't, I already know the answer. I just don't want to say it out loud. And my final note on the movie is that there is a character who plays Rudy Giuliani in it. And I'm sure if you've seen SNL, you've seen Kate McKinnon play Rudy Giuliani. Well, unfortunately, in this movie, Kate McKinnon plays an actual character, a part of the cast. But I wish they would have let her slide into her Rudy Giuliani costume because she does a way better Rudy than the person in the movie did. But overall, I think the movie was really well done. It's getting pretty high ratings. I suggest you check it out if it's still in theaters. And if not, wait around for it to come around on Netflix or something. And it's just a really good insight of one of the biggest moments in when people started to decide to use their voices for good. And I'm so glad that I got to see it. Well, if you're still with me, I want to thank you for listening. And I am here. I'm here to listen, to talk, to understand, to write. You can reach out to me via email or Instagram. Both of those are at Facing Fear with Sarah. The email is at gmail.com. I am here to listen because I have been there and if I can help you in any way, let's do this. Let's face fear. It's a new decade. We deserve to live our best, unapologetically authentic lives. And if I can help you do that, please let me know. Until next time. Let us know what you think by writing a review or dropping a few stars. You can continue the conversation with me at facingfearwithsarah at gmail.com. If you want to bring this podcast to life, I host a workshop called Facing Fear, and you can learn more about that at sarahmcnerney.com. All this information and more is linked in the show notes for easy access. You made it to the end of the episode, so I'm going to give you a little surprise. I was recently published in the Wildfire Magazine. It is the first and only publication for and by those who are too young to be affected by breast cancer. 
and you can go get this issue at a discount. So visit wildfirecommunity.org and use code wildfire15 or even better, use the link in my social media, in the show notes today. And if you use that particular link and the code, you can not only save yourself money, but you can also earn me a little bit of money as I get a kickback from every purchase used under Sarah's link. So go check it out in the show notes. The issue is themed the new normal. And this is relatable for anybody who's been through some kind of storm in life and is trying to figure out who they are and who and what and how and why life goes on afterwards. So check it out. Go visit wildfirecommunity.org. Use code wildfire15 to save on your version of a print or digital copy of the latest issue called The New Normal. Thank you so, so much for your support.